New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy. Andrea and I are back together again. Oh, yeah. Hello. We are going to have some fun today. We have the fantastic Dr. Serena Goldstein, ND. She's a naturopathic doctor in New York, specializing in hormonal concerns such as weight, mood, stress, PMS, perimenopause, andropause, and so much more. Today, we're going to be talking about magnesium, which is nature's relaxer, along with such an amazing amount of cool stuff. You are so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. We're so glad Dr. Serena Goldstein is here. Hi, Dr. Serena. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to have you on the program. All right, Dr. Serena. So you and I had got to talk ahead of time and you impressed the heck out of me. I was, you were just so incredible and so passionate about what you do. And we started with the history of medicine and why we have the conditions we have. Let's start there because I was riveted. Awesome. Yeah, that's usually where I like to start anyway, because a lot of the times we'll go on Dr. Google and we get so many pieces of advice, but it's like, why do we even need to start making these changes? So way back in the day, over 100 plus years ago, we had a lot of conditions where it was just one concern and then one medication, you know, syphilis, typhoid fever, so forth. The only problem is that come around the time of the mid-1950s with the Industrial Revolution, all of a sudden it became, all right, how much can we get, you know, for the littlest possible, something like genetically modified foods, for example. So now fast forward over decades, and these it's not like these are conditions that are contagious, so to speak. It's all of a sudden now they started to see things manifest over decades, things like cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's, all the hormone imbalances. And even though sometimes people say like, oh, do you know what hormones are? Your doctor has probably told you or the painful periods and the perimenopause and so forth. But it goes beyond, you know, whatever condition is out there as far as like a bug to catch. Sometimes those underlying issues can contribute, but we're looking at the environment, diet, sleep, stress, and lifestyle. All of a sudden, all these things that modern medicine, it can address, but it may not be the best mode of action for getting to the root cause of why it even started in the first place. Yeah, I think that makes so much sense. You know, if, if we're looking at just giving a pill for something, for example, right? Instead of looking at the root cause, then we're going to end up having even more issues. Unless we're looking at supplements, like we're going to talk about. But let's talk about that. As, as a naturopath, you're really looking at lifestyle changes. You're looking at people's hormones. You're looking at their nutrition. And you're not just giving the whole them body. A, a fix-it pill, right? Yeah, the whole body. Talk to us about this. Exactly. And... You know, usually when I talk to patients, it's about, well, all right, there are some supplements you may just be on for the rest of your life. I and mean, the fact is we're inside a lot. We're just not going to get that much vitamin D. And then depending on your skin tone, that could affect absorption. Um, B vitamins, magnesium, those are also very important. They're involved mm -hmm. in 800, both of them involved in 800 plus reactions in the human body. And okay, even thinking of an organ system, because even the CDC knows like how quote unquote sick we are as a population, even though we spend one of the most on healthcare. So really getting back to diet, sleep, stress, and lifestyle, the fact is supplements are not meant to replace an unhealthy lifestyle. They're just they're like as you're making these changes, ramp up what you need 
And then little by little, people start to realize, oh, I think I'm having this symptom that I used to think was normal because our bodies can adapt. And then, but wait, I feel better eating these foods instead of those foods. Well, you know, I think what's interesting, sorry to interrupt you, but I think what's interesting to note that, you know, you said, you know, we don't want to rely on supplements versus food, but the truth is, is our food is depleted of minerals. It's depleted of those essential nutrients that we need. So, you know, I think it's a matter of of accepting almost the fact that we do need to supplement these days because of the fact of how our food has changed so much. And we cannot get what we once perhaps was, you know, we're able to years ago in terms of those nutrients. So I believe, I mean, listen, I'm a nutritionist. I believe we need to get mm-hmm. what we need from food, but absolutely there are certain nutrients that we have to supplement with. Right. Of course. And especially being in the middle of Manhattan, you know, there's a lot of pollution. There's a lot of just stuff. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stress. Stress is something right. that will also deplete something like magnesium, nature's relaxer, which is kind of ironic. Or how many people are reliant on coffee. You know, it's a diuretic. That's going to further deplete certain vitamins and minerals. But at the same time, um, depending on the person and how much of their so-called regular life they're used to living and want to give up, yes, that's where, you know, supplements, it's almost like the stance or let's say being in the city versus middle of Montana surrounded by nature. So, What's interesting about you know, magnesium, though, is that, you know, 70% of us are depleted in this mineral, and it is such yeah. an important mineral, like you said, for stress. It's the anti-stress mineral, right? And it's one of those vicious cycles that we deplete it when we're stressed, and then when we're, you know, depleted of it, our stress gets worse, right? So that's, it's an interesting cycle that, haps, that happens, and that's why it's, it's such an important mineral that we need to be taking every single day, adults and kids. Right. And, you know, as you know, too, even if we're eating this pristine, vegetable-rich diet, you know, you know, vegetable, avocados, those are a lot of food sources, a small percent of the population even then gets only slightly above the recommended daily allowance. And so in theory, that means that leaves a whole 50 to 75 percent, the rest of the population just that doesn't meet our needs. And yeah. this is certainly something it's like the body takes what it wants, and then we'll excrete the rest of it out. So, yeah, certainly something like, you know, Epsom salt baths. So those I love recommending um, just because it also really lets people get some R&R or um, like how natural vitality, how they have the Epsom salt bath with lavender. So like especially oh, my God. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Add it on even more. <laughs> and like, like let's throw the whole bottle into the tub. <laughs> Exactly. Right. So having a bigger bathtub, that's the thing. Because what happens is if you have a small bathtub, either your legs are under and that's nice, but then your stomach, you know, the rest of you's out, or you kind of go down to your necks in, but then your legs stick out. So this is, okay, somehow this has to happen. <laughs> they should have a place. There you go, Lisa, no, a new business model for you. Natural Vitality Epsom Salt with Lavender, and they have these huge tubs. And you, Okay, I got a new idea. Anyway, Dr. <laughs> I need to try that. <laughs> yeah, and then another thought is that if you don't have a bathtub, just take a bowl. Fill it with water, put some Epsom salts in there, and then leave a rag and a rag, washcloth, whatever it is. And then let's say, you know, you, no, maybe you consider yourself the most zen-out person. Once again, magnesium, yes, it's nature's relaxer, but it's still involved in so like over 300 reactions in the human body and so important. Maybe you had a really hard workout that day, or maybe uh, like for women, especially menstrual cramps. 
then have, you know, have that cloth in the bowl for a little bit, maybe like 10, 20 minutes. So it's really soaked up and then just relax and lay it on that part of the body. And that's okay, so I love that you're talking way. about that. By the way, I think it's so important that we talk about, you know, we, I mean, we're joking around about magnesium being, you know, the most important yeah. mineral or one of the most important minerals, but I love that you just touched upon what are some things or some side effects or things, symptoms that we experience when we don't get enough. So let's just go back. Let's go back to that for a second. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I know if I don't have enough magnesium, my eyes start to twitch. Lisa, does that ever happen to you where you get the yes. twitchy eyes? I does. That yeah. is yeah. total magnesium know, deficiency. Yeah, and it's like, all right, or did I get enough sleep? Am I really stressed out? Um, people who are like, you know, have a lot of muscle cramps after the gym or you know, even after walking, um, you know, feeling dehydrated, maybe, you know, especially with mentioned, you know, women with really painful periods. She said it's a very cramping type picture wherever um, cramps occur. And mm. um, any irritability. Blood sugar is also a huge issue as well, that magnesium. There's a lot of times oh, it's stressed out that jacks up our cortisol that all of a sudden in this sympathetic, you know, high energy fight or flight, oh, we need to run from a bear. All our body says is, oh, we need more sugar and quick energy. And then <laughs> our body also has the same signal for thirst and hunger. So we may actually be eating when maybe we should actually be drinking. And there's always going to be minerals or, you know, and water. And yet with that response, on the other hand, if we really took some deep breath and it's like, wait, we're anxious about something. What do we really need? Like to take that step back or they say you should meditate for 20 minutes a day or if you don't have time, meditate for an hour a day. But that sense of really balancing the general stress response or and speaking of which, insomnia is another big one, too. So once again, that's why I like recommending, um, you know, especially if I'm doing higher dose magnesium, to have patients split it out throughout the day, like morning and evening. So that way they're really getting some evening effects as well. So it's kind of having multiple uses. How much should we be taking, you know, in terms of milligrams? What is that optimal dose for adults and for kids to take in a day? Yeah, about three to 400 milligrams per day for adults. Mm -hmm. Um, pretty, there's over 10 different forms of magnesium and, uh, and there's pretty much all of them do tend to irritate. Well, I say irritate the GI in the sense of that's why the side effects, you know, it, it can be more of a laxative. So if you've never taken magnesium before, maybe even start off with 200, you know, go conservative. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you never know. And I've worked with patients, uh, where sometimes they could be so sensitive to even just what could be a so-called normal vitamin that they would have to break open the capsule or maybe there's a lot of absorption issues and anything pill form is going to upset them. So start, start small. And then after a couple of days, you know, feeling all right, ramp it up a little. If you notice your stool starts to become a little soft, bring it back down. And um, so that's a, it's a nice way to play with it. And uh, you know, at the same time though, while it is such a wonderful mineral, it's also important that, you know, to discern, like, are you using it for something? Like, a lot of people use it for GI. So, from the more professional standpoint, it's also good to look at why are you also using something. So, that's something I always do keep in the back of my head. Because, once again, all these conditions now are so multifaceted. Magnesium is going to help with a lot. But it's also important to consider, you know, what else is going on in their life. 
Yeah, that's really true. And what about what other supplements would you say are like a definite must? Great question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, vitamin D. That's just one of those. It's a wonderful vitamin. It also kind of acts like a hormone. So it's actually been touted as both. And as we've chatted about before, we just, we're also inside a lot. It's our daily life. You know, even in the middle of summer, um, we may not be getting our levels you know, up to where we need them to be. The vitamin D is great. Fish oil is also a wonderful one. Great for heart disease, blood sugar, hormonal health, skin health, memory, which I know is huge, especially, you know, with that stress response, you tend to get brain fog and irritable and all that. Um, especially those going to, going to the gym, working out, those great for musculoskeletal health, rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis. It's the same thing. Can really encompass a wide variety, especially too if someone's vegetarian or vegan and doesn't always get fish in their diet. So yeah, I know it's also, also really amazing. Yeah, so sorry to interrupt you again. Oh, vegetarian, oh, yes. right? Vegetarian. The vitamin. I just read a study on yeah. vitamin D. B, v, vitamin D two. How that is, you know, because that's the vegetarian version. Like usually the um, D three, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's usually the D three yeah. that we take that gets absorbed really well. But there was a great study on the vitamin D two in terms of how beneficial it is, and that you know there was forgetting what it was related to. Maybe I forget exactly, but they were saying how people with lower levels of the D two. Um, had other issues, but so yeah, D, either D2, D3, or both are both great to take. What about B vitamins? I'm a big fan of B vitamins these days. You know, B vitamins are great. I always, you know, recommend a B complex. One of the caveats, though, is that have you heard of the of uh, the methyl tetrahydrofolate? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. The MTHFR gene or whatever it is, right? Yes, it's a great point, yeah. and I love that we're bringing this up. Which is really funny, because especially because it's all consonants. If you fill in a couple of vowels, we used to crack up at school whenever we saw that on the board. <laughs> um, but in any case, yeah, I find a lot of people, to some extent, may have this. So uh, genetic, pretty much 80% of the population has this deformity, quote-unquote, to some extent. It's I mean, people could have it really to all varying degrees that could be contributing, let's say, to a wide range of symptoms. But generally speaking, it's where the body is not quite able to turn homocysteine into methionine in order for it to get excreted through the body. As I said, most of the time, it's just we just need to give the body a little extra push. However, um, there's other forms of folic acid out there that aren't great. So sometimes patients can really feel a difference. They'll say they're just taking a regular B vitamin with, um, you know, with all the Bs like B1, B2, and then without the methylated version. Then once they switch to the methylated form, it's like, oh, almost something switches on again. And interesting. So you know what? I was told to um, take folinic acid. So I have that gene. You know, I hate calling it a gene mutation, but that's what it is. So I have yeah, the, uh, I know, the gene mutation. And as, you know, like right. there's so many different degrees of how it could be expressed and how it factors into people's health as well. So I totally yeah, that's get a that. great show just to talk about that, just to talk about that gene mutation. We should do a show just on that because it's, we've written several articles on our website about it, and it's, it's one of those mm-hmm. up-and-coming 
uh, topics that will get, you know, in the next several years, it'll be one of those things that everybody's talking about. So it's so cutting edge in terms of information and genetics and epigenetics in general. So it's it's exciting. It's very exciting in terms of, uh, you know, talking more about that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and it's such a factor, too, in people's health. Is You know, I know we chatted before, too. I'm very into the mental emotional. I love doing homeopathy and flower essence and really getting to the energetic piece. And at the same time, I love being able to just open my biochemistry book and take a look at all those other pathways. So it's, yeah, no, it's great. yeah, just like how there's such a spectrum of medicine and there's such a spectrum of why people have the conditions that we have now too and that are really being brought to the forefront. What would you say are some of the major conditions that you're working with people? Like, like you know, out of, let's say, you know, your entire practice, you say, you know, oh, four out of five people are coming to me with this issue. Like, what would you say you see a lot of these days? Yeah, in the overarching, um, a lot of people want to lose weight. And then um, a lot of people are on many different supplements, usually self-prescribed. But condition-wise, stress tends to be the huge factor Stress and sleep, a lot of them know they're not eating quite right or maybe as well as they should, but I certainly see thyroid, IBS, which to some extent can be mental, emotional, stress-related, a lot of the painful periods, acne. Then there's another demographic that I have for, especially for women like the high 20s, sorry, high 30s, low, mid 40s of, all right, I, I think I'm going through some changes. I think this is a hot flash, but I'm also really stressed out. I, I can't discern the two. And then I have a number of people who, is, you know, for women and men too, you know, kind of in that 50s plus where they really want to know longevity. Maybe there were some issues decades ago have, that haven't quite yet been resolved, but they're really into the natural and don't really know where to start. And for men, low testosterone. And the funny thing is they'll usually come in and say, I want to lose weight. And my doctor said I had low testosterone. What are you going to do? Like this very point blank. You know, know, so it really opens the conversation. You know, once again, whatever stress, hormones, I usually find like what they're coming in with is the tip of the iceberg. And then there's everything underneath that maybe has been told, oh, this is okay. But no, it's, it's still a concern to someone then it's still a concern. And it's really teasing apart their largest obstacles to cure. Like, you know, there was someone, uh, one of my patients, she was going to bed two, three, four in the morning. Like, I mean, you know, we can do a lot, but until you really start moving your circadian rhythm further up, because uh, melatonin, our body's most potent endogenous antioxidant, is optimally made from 11 to 3, and then that varies inversely with cortisol, which is our stress hormone. So that's why going to bed before 11 is really important so that we can really optimize yeah. melatonin, which is very important. And it you know, really complements our body's natural rhythm. And so that we were also allowing cortisol, our stress hormone, to decrease. Because if we're running from our bear, the last thing our body wants to do is rest and digest. So there goes <laughs> digestion and there go the sex hormones. Which is and true. so it's finding that balance and the education through that. Hmm. One of the, um, you know, unfortunately we're getting to the end of the podcast, but one of the supplements, which is to bring it back for a second in terms of, you know, one of our must-haves, which is a sponsor of today's show, is probiotics. And 
huge, you know, we're big fans of probiotics. And we want to give a big shout out to BioK because without them, we wouldn't have Naturally Savvy's podcast, which we all love. So thank you, BioK. They make probiotics. You can visit them at biokplus.com and learn about why their patented, unique probiotics are important to be taking every single day. So thank you, BioK. Thank you so much. Is there anything that we want to share in terms of, you want to share in terms of how people can reach you or to learn more? Oh, about of course. You? My website, yeah, my website is drserenagoldstein.com, where then you can contact me there, whether it's for a free consult, if you have any questions. I'm always glad to answer, you know, whatever may arise. And then, of course, you know, like most businesses, plastered all over social media. So, <laughs> yeah, just being able to share, yeah, just being able to share the information and uh, get the word out about health. Thank you for being on our show today, Serena. I'm Andrew Donsky, along with the beautiful Lisa Davis, and you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Like us on all social media at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at Health Media Gal One, and at Radio MD. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay well.